It makes sense why people get stuck at 10 because those are the most frustrating episodes. You're figuring everything out. You're gonna suck. We were figuring things out. We were making mistakes. We were redoing our intro. We were just tinkering with everything along the way. Are you a six-figure household, but you're struggling to build wealth? Money isn't a problem, yet you don't have a financial strategy. You and your spouse just can't seem to get aligned and it's holding you back. Welcome to Rad Money, the finance podcast for millennial married couples. We're Rebecca and Dylan. And our goal with this podcast is to help you stop arguing about money so you can start building real wealth. Because the world needs more good, wealthy people. So welcome to today's episode of the Rad Money Podcast. This is episode 50, as if that was a destination to some degree, but... I mean, it was. It was a goal. We've had a checklist for months now yeah. about like getting to 50 episodes. It was a big goal. Oh, it really was, because at the beginning of the year, we had less than five. And so this is awesome. We have finally gotten to 50 episodes. So it is a really big yeah, deal. Yeah, and most podcasts, I think it's like somewhere in the 80%. I think 90% of podcasts don't make it past 10 episodes. So if you just make 10, if you do an 11 episode podcast, you're in the top 10% of all podcasts. It's a pretty low bar. But it's hard. But it is hard. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're talking about just really like what our experience has been like. We're going to talk about podcasting, entrepreneurship. Obviously, we're always talking about money. It's going to be really fun, just kind of behind the scenes sort of episode. Yeah. And before we get started, since we're at episode 50, we'd love to hear your thoughts about the podcast. If you would take the time to leave us a review on either Apple or Spotify, just let us know what you think. One star to five stars. I just want to hear from you either way. Yeah. How are we doing? And do you want another 50? (laughs) (laughs) Now we are planning on another 50. And we're going to you know, keep this train going for a while. But yes, please leave us a review. It helps the show grow a lot as well as lets us know what do you like? What do you not like? What do you want more of? It's really helpful for us as creators. Yeah, absolutely. And this will just help, like Rebecca said, push our podcast out in front of more people and help more people get in front of this message about money and relationships. Yeah. So let's get into today's topic about what the past 50 episodes have been like, what it's been like to create, what's it been like to create as a couple. And we're really just doing this Q&A style, having an open discussion. Okay, so the first question, um, we're just going to be asking each other questions, volleying them back and forth. But the first question for you, Dylan, what is it like working on a podcast together? You want my initial first reaction? Yes. I think it's it can be really difficult. <laughs> I uh, completely appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's difficult sometimes. I, here, here are my two reasons. One is that I have a bit of a perfectionist mentality, so I like to, things to go well even though I am far from being perfect, like no kidding, right? But I have a very high bar for myself, so that makes it hard. But then also like you have an eye for the podcast and where you like it to go. And so sometimes when I'm met with criticism in addition to my perfectionism, it can be very difficult for me. But it's gotten a lot better as we've gone along. Like I'd say if we look back at episode one versus episode 50, a lot has changed. It doesn't mean yeah. that the, it, that problem isn't there. It's just not as it's uh, apparent anymore. Hey, I received that totally. And I've been very much in awe of you and how much you have pushed through that discomfort and just tried to really work with it because those are two really hard things. So I play more of like kind of the director yeah. directing role in the podcast. And so I know what I'm trying to get out of the conversation and where I want it to go and that sort of thing. And so like that has got to be really hard. Plus the sort of the criticisms that are critiques maybe is a better word. Mm -hmm. And that's how I view it. Right. Well, there's a you can have constructive criticism 
So I think it's all for the better. Like, I think that people wouldn't be listening to episode 50 if it wasn't for the fact that we've tried to be better every episode. But everybody knows that's so hard to hear from your spouse. Yeah, Like, if I was just some rando and just be like, okay, yeah, they're helping me be better. And that's one thing. But I'm your spouse. And so that makes it just super challenging. But you said there was two things. What was the, Were those the two no, things? No, those were the two things. Perfectionism and critique. Yeah, together. Oh, okay. So that makes it difficult. I think it's great, though. Like, if I were to throw a positive aspect to this is that I think it is a lot of fun to work on these concepts together because it has pushed our thought process and also just our relationship in a better way, too. So I think it's been a lot of fun, too. I know I started off with something negative, but it it has been a lot of fun working with you on the podcast to this point. How about you, Rebecca? Same question. What's it like working together? Yeah, it can be frustrating. Absolutely. It can be hard for me to communicate where I want things to go. I'm very to the point. And so that's like a blessing and a curse sometimes. And so I have to be way more careful because you are the person who I love the most. And I'm not trying to hurt you. And so like, how do I give this critique, this criticism? Because I care about you so much, but my nature is to be very blunt. It it can be frustrating, but I will say that it's also incredible because I could not do this with anybody else and have the sort of impact that I know that we're having. And like you're saying, like workshopping the thoughts and getting to this place where I know we're transforming lives just with this podcast. And so like it's so cool to do that together. Right. You know, to do something that I feel like is so important and to be doing that together and yeah, to see the ripples into our relationship as well. It's so cool. Okay, question number two. What's the best part about podcasting together? Well, I'd say, honestly, the process that we've created is the the best part. There's just like something about the flow of a podcast day that's really nice. It always like starts off with coffee or tea. We start talking about the idea. There's something about like the whole whole podcast day. It's just fun. It's like it podcasting itself like becomes like it's an event for the day we sit down we do one two maybe three podcasts in a day uh and i I think that's been a lot of fun doing it that way so you like actually enjoy the process yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's cool what about you the best thing about podcasting together i think is the forced communication forcing of us to work through these thoughts together in a way to get them into to the point it feels like refining We're refining our ideas so much and distilling them down, right? And getting all of these thoughts and organizing them and putting them out into the world as something that is coherent and is helpful. And so it's, I guess it's kind of the process, but more so in like the thought space of our process together and how like you just see things so differently than I do. And that's so helpful in us being able to create something really great. Yeah. And like that, you're saying like refine the message, get better at it. It's I think we've really found our voice as well through this process. When we first started, we were trying to figure out how we were going to show up to this podcast. That was the thing when we started the podcast was we wanted the conversations we were having over coffee to just be recorded. Just our normal conversations. Yeah. To actually make it onto a podcast. Yeah. 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 Okay. um, What's the worst part about working together? I think we covered that part. Well, I mean, just for me, I think it's that criticism and the the critiques that I get. This is kind of funny or maybe not, but doing a podcast, but also feeling like my communication skills can always be improved is just, I think the- It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yes, because yeah. articulating You're my thoughts- You're never done working on yourself. Right. Because I have a really bad problem of thinking faster than I can speak. And so the thoughts come out 
It's all sorts of messed up. They're jumbled. And so I really like, I have to slow down my thoughts and keep up with them. Uh, and it's just because I get excited and I'm really passionate about things. And so it just, ha it happens all over the place. And it's something I am <laughs> yeah. probably always going to work on, but that's, I think that like wraps up like also why this is like, is very hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I'll be totally honest. The worst part about podcasting together is the arguments. Like you work with your spouse, you're going to argue. Right. You just are. And, right. And anybody who acts like you don't have extra arguments, that's just pretend. Huh. Because because legitimately, like you are always together, like more time together, doing hard things together equals you're going to argue. That is the worst part to me is when we do have disagreements about whatever. Again, we have different points of view. Yeah, I was so about to bring that back up. Different points of view that like sometimes we both just feel like one speaking mandarin and the other is speaking spanish uh, <laughs> <laughs> not even that sometimes it's like my point's better than your point sometimes that can be it yeah like it can be it can be so many different things and we're and then sometimes it's funny and we're like we're saying the same thing or just saying it completely different so that's the biggest that's the worst part of it is like i don't love that but at the same time I don't shy away from it because I know that through that, we always get to something great. And so it's just like, okay, how can we just figure out where the common ground is and get to the point where we're like, we know it's going to be something great. We just have to find our way to it. Oh, gosh. That is the most frustrating part, too, is when you have that realization in the middle of like a tiff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you realize, dang, this is about to be real good, but we got to work together to make it happen. But it's just so frustrating when you have that realization. Like, oh, yeah, we're arguing because it's it's going to be better. I mean, it just it happens. And that's my least favorite part. But then when we get on this side of it, and we're actually behind the mic and we're actually talking and seeing it through and all of a sudden it's oh yo we're jiving like this is great like why did we have that argument before but there was that moment where i could see it in both of us and we both realized we're like yeah this could be <laughs> but we're both charged right now yeah yeah <laughs> so anyways that's the worst yeah all right so you know we obviously work together we're a married couple uh, and we've been asked this a few times on podcasts. Is it hard to turn off the work brain and just be a couple? I think it used to be harder. I think we've gotten so much better at it. We took like a handful of months, though, last year to really step back from the business and say, what do we want this to be? We just focused on coaching the clients we had and took a step back from the business, to say, where do we really want this to go? And if we pick it back up, what direction do we want it to go in? And I think that really helped because it just helped us really get our priorities back in order. Mm -hmm. And when we came back to it at the beginning of this year, 2023, we were just all about balancing it. And then we said relationship first. And this isn't worth it if we aren't having fun. It isn't worth it if it's just like sucking more from us than it's giving to us and making us into people we don't want to be. And so that was when it got a lot easier to really be able to shut it down and just be a couple. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And then I do think it, it can be a challenge to prioritize the relationship. And But the way we've really made it better and this is maybe a reminder for everybody is to just schedule stuff. It's hard to be spontaneous and say, oh, you know, tonight we're just going to do whatever. It was so much easier for us to just make sure that every week when we came up with a plan, it always started with when are we going to have our day off? When are we going to do something special in the evening together? Yeah. And then so we made sure those things went up first and then we worked around those things. Yeah. And that really helped because I, we have experienced even just a few weeks ago. If we didn't do that, it was all tunnel vision, work, 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 work. Yep. But I think it can be easy to slip back in. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Or just living life, cooking dinner, and we're all of a sudden talking about strategy. Yeah. But I think compartmentalizing your life, I think that that's BS. I used to do that. But especially in something as deep as entrepreneurship, you can't do it. Like you are an entrepreneur. It is what you freaking eat, sleep, drink. Mm -hmm. It's who you are. So you can't expect that you're not going to talk about it at certain times. Like it's going to come up all the time randomly. Right. You know, but we've gotten a lot better, especially like nighttime. Okay. Question five. Can you talk about money too much? So we're a married couple of financial coaches with a podcast about finance. There's all these opportunities, like we said, to talk about money. Can you talk about it too much? I think you can. Like, is that a general question? Yeah, you could talk about the money too much, but I don't think we talk about money obsessively at all. I don't think so either. I'm going to contradict what you just said, but I do compartmentalize our personal finances and work finance topics, helping clients. Like I don't, they don't mix in my mind. We usually talk about our money once a week, usually just like twice a month, we'll look at the finances. But then like when it comes to these conversations, talking with clients, I don't feel like that, that doesn't, that's just work, you know? And so in a way that is compartmentalized, I'm not obsessing about our personal finances all the time. Yeah. You totally just hit on the word that I think of, which is obsession. And this is getting into like having a healthy relationship with money. And people can absolutely talk too much about money. I don't think we do. I think we talk about topics around surrounding it and, you know, how people think about it, how they use it, all these sorts of things. And yeah, that's just like that's work. But I don't think we think about it too much. And we definitely don't obsess about our personal finances. Yeah. But a lot of people can and they can talk about money too much. And those are a lot of people who we help. Right. You go to sleep thinking about money. You wake up. Well, first thing you do, check your bank accounts. You're literally losing sleep because of money. You're thinking about money too much. Maybe you're not actually even talking about it enough. But if you're in those kinds of spaces, like you have an unhealthy relationship with money. I mean, we talk about it all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like get really good at your money so that you don't have to think about your money. You know, that's why we get to look at our personal finances a handful of times in a month. Yeah, it's a good good distinction, not ignoring the finances. They're just dialed. Yeah, we earned the right. So I think it's just I think it's an interesting concept. But yeah, a couple of people have asked this, asked us this. And it really is just absolutely not. I don't think I think people can. Like you said, general question. Yes, people can talk about money too much. We definitely don't. We're not sitting around counting our quarters and whatever, but plenty of people do. Yeah. And that's not good. Yeah, yeah. So that brings us to our next question. Rebecca, what's been the biggest challenge for you to get to episode 50? I think there's just there's times whenever you're doing things like this, I think as any kind of entrepreneur and you're trying to get to the point of like really seeing traction, the hardest thing is sometimes feeling like what's the point? Is it really going to pay off? Is it really going to do what I want it to do, what I need it to do? Are people really going to get from it what I hope that they're going to get from it? And so there can be those feelings of what's the point? A lot of times those thoughts tend to show up more and more at a certain time during the month. But (laughs) (laughs) that's just like God honest truth. But those moments can just can be the absolute hardest. But it's so amazing how almost as soon as I have those thoughts, I'll read a review or someone will reach out and I'll hear from somebody who's just like, you have no idea how this absolutely is already changing my marriage. And the longer we've done it, the more those instances are coming along. And so it's getting easier. And I don't really have those thoughts anymore. But getting to this point, those moments more towards the beginning were absolutely the biggest challenge of being like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. But what do you think your biggest challenge was getting to 50? Starting the habit of podcasting because we we did two episodes 
and then we put it down. For, was that it? Was it really only two? It was just two episodes. Oh my goodness! It was our story and can money buy you happiness? And we we had recorded a podcast about student loan debt, but we never released it. Oh yeah. And then, I mean, who knows how much time went in between that and then the first episode of this year? But it was the consistent habit of showing up and seeing that I could do it, we could do it, and. After that, like after episode 10, that concept of doing reps and being consistent with something like you only get better the more that you do something that like that really started to show itself in this process in particular yeah. for me. But it makes sense why people get stuck at 10 because those are the most frustrating episodes. You're figuring everything out. You're going to suck. Yeah. Because like we had we were figuring things out. We were making mistakes. We were redoing our intro. We were just tinkering with everything along the way. D- done a lot of tinkering in the past 50 episodes. So if you're here, thank you for being here part of the first 50. Like the next 50 are going to be well worth the journey. So much better. Yeah. And so I think it's just like it's getting through those moments where it was like, this is hard. It's not as good as I'd like it to be. Throw in, is it worth it? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so that would be the, the challenge. But we showed up and we did it. And that's, I feel really great about that. I right felt now. like I really turned a corner after like episode 30. Like once we hit like our 30s, I was like, okay, I feel like I'm in a stride. Yeah. I think almost around 20, like when we really dove into couple specific stuff. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Kind of along the same lines. Next question. What motivates you when you're not motivated? I think about Jocko Willink and he talks in his book, Extreme Ownership, or maybe it's just in his podcast. He just talks about like motivation is fleeting. It's about discipline and it's about showing up. And there was one week where we didn't have an episode. An episode needed to go out on Wednesday. And the only day we really had to record was Sunday afternoon. I didn't want to do it, but I was like, we have to do it for the discipline. We have to show up even if it's not great. I said I'd show up every Monday and Wednesday morning, regardless of how I'm feeling. And so I show up and I just do it. Yeah. And so sometimes that that actually pulls the best out of me. Yeah. Yeah. I think more so than even discipline for me is that I said I would. Yeah. It doesn't matter how I feel. I said I would. Mm -hmm. And so that's it for me. I just like, well, then you have to do it. There's just no question. Whether you're ready, whether you feel like it, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you said that you would. So you have to do it. Right. Yeah. That one's huge for me. The other thing is impact. Everything with this business is impact. And while there are those moments of doubt that we all have, we'd be foolish to act like we don't. Everybody has those moments of doubt. But I know that I have helped couples and I have more couples to help. And what we talk about on this podcast helps couples. That's a really big one that's like, no, I got to show up. I want to put something out there that can help somebody. I don't know who needs to hear this, but somebody needs to hear this. So I have to show up. Yeah. And that, if that doesn't light a fire under your ass, I don't know what will. I'm motivated. Let's record another episode. (laughs) All right. So next question is, how has this podcast pushed you personally? How has podcasting pushed me personally? I'm going to need to think about that. What about you go first? Okay. So for me, I think we could just look at all my answers previous, but basically dealing with perfectionism, taking constructive criticism with grace and like being open to that sort of stuff all the discipline that's been involved with this and all the communication skills that it's helped me improve. So, I mean, I see all my previous answers, but that's how it's pushed me personally. I, I love that. For me, it's just really, like I said, been a process of refinement, learning how to communicate my thoughts. I have really big thoughts uh-huh. and it's forced me and provided me the opportunity to refine those thoughts and to really connect a lot of dots that I've had just lived in my head for quite a few years now. 
And so it's really helped me to refine my ability to not only bring those out into the world, but then to present to the world in a way that's coherent and makes sense and is helpful. That's just a really hard thing to do when you have a lot of big thoughts in your mind, and but you just haven't had the chance to deliver them yet, right? So it's really provided just a lot of practice in that. I feel like I'm getting better and better at it. I'd say so. I think like going back to trying to figure out our voice along the way, the podcast has really helped us work out those thoughts, which is our voice. And so for the first time since we started this business, I think we are creating something that is so much more unique than ever before. And it's standing out in a way that all the other stuff that we created yeah, three years, the past three years prior to this podcast, that's nothing compared to today. Yeah, I totally agree. And so it's just been a, a total process of refinement in a lot of ways. And I'm very grateful for it. I think it's a great experience. Yeah, I'm just glad that we've got 50 under our belt. I think it's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. totally. Me too. Okay, Dylan, what were your favorite episodes of the past, I guess, 49? <laughs> what were your favorite episodes that we've recorded today? Two podcasts that really stand out to me. Episode six was, is financial equality in a relationship important? I really love that one because it was just challenging a lot of things like fairness in the relationship and what is fair and should things be fair in the relationship. And so I really enjoyed that. I'd love to revisit that topic again since we've had so much more practice and sometime in the near future and look at it from a different angle and talk about it even more. I think that'd be great. Yeah. So I really liked that episode. I thought that was a lot of fun to get into. Um, And then the other episode I really enjoyed was episode 33, are we heading for a recession? And why I really enjoyed that episode was towards the end, I talk about our voice. Like we started to get, we were real in that podcast about like the financial journey isn't easy and it's going to be tough and you're going to have to buckle down. And And I just, I really was excited about that because it wasn't just, it was like, I don't know, it just fired me up. Yeah, that was a good episode. I was definitely on my soapbox in that one. <laughs> yeah, both of us were going uh, at the end. Yeah. It was just like, yo, this it's gonna really light. Good. It didn't matter if we were heading in a recession or not. Just go listen to the last ten minutes of that episode and just get jacked and yeah. just like, yeah. If you are lacking motivation, go listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really good. I agree. So I have two as well. I can't pick favorites. I just can't do it. So the first one is episode thirty-one: the four signs there's no financial intimacy in your marriage. I just really love talking about financial intimacy. I think it is a really fascinating topic and it's one of it is one of those things that I'm like this has kind of been in my head for a really long time. Mm-hmm. I mean years ago, you know, we started talking about what money talks as a couple should be and all of these sorts of things and so it's like a lot of thoughts have been that I've had have been kind of leading up to that content. Yeah. And it's just it's just been really fun to work that out and I think it's such an important topic for people to realize that there that money is something that you can connect over it doesn't have to be something that drives you apart and i just think that that is such a powerful and really important message and so i really love doing that um the second favorite one is uh, uh, it's another really like big topic and that was episode 37 of are are you guilty of financial infidelity this has been (laughs) so interesting to like hear from people who have listened to that episode and been like, I didn't realize I was doing that. I didn't realize how there are these small ways that I have been 
damaging the relationship and, you know, getting in the way of trust and all those sorts of things. So I just think that those two were incredibly powerful. And I knew when we were recording them that they were very special. And um, then even once they were finished, I was like, yeah, that's some life changing sort of content. And that's the stuff that I want to do. Right. That is really diving into that intersection of relationships and money where not a lot of people talk about it. Yeah. And so this is it's really cool and complicated and fun and exciting to like really go into those topics and, and and getting the feedback from everyone on those particular episodes was great. I love those episodes as well because it really is where I think we get to leverage so much of the fact that we are a married couple talking about managing money as a couple and we're also financial coaches. And so just like those topics right there are where it's just like this perfect trifecta because we're able to talk so specifically into I mean, the ways that we've screwed up, you right. know, and the ways that we've totally faced it. We can it. speak from experience sometimes. Yeah. You know, and so I just I really like whenever we get to do that. Yeah. All right. So last question here from the last 50 episodes. What has been your biggest takeaway from recording all of those episodes for this podcast? I think my biggest takeaway is that we're we are as good at podcasting as I hoped that we would be. Starting a podcast was my personal goal and dream. Those coffee talks that we would have every single morning talking about financial issues, the headlines, you know, whatever was going on. I just wanted to capture those so badly. At the time, I wasn't even an avid, avid listener of podcasts. But I was like, these are so good. And I hated creating LinkedIn and Instagram posts. Just doing that, I was like, that's just not what I really want to do. I want to capture this. Oh, yeah, because it's so hard. There's so many, there's a lot of nuance. And like, you know, you only got so much time in a, a 30 second reel. To yeah. go into a new And that was what made it so hard for me. That's why I don't like about a lot of financial gurus and whatever, finfluencers, is like, yeah, they try to like oversimplify things to make it work for 30 seconds, but it doesn't apply to 98% of the population. Anyway, so I just really wanted to do that. And I'm just so glad that now we're at the point where finally I feel like the conversations that we're having is what I wanted it to be. We're totally used to talking behind a mic. We're totally used to just, you know, having these conversations in this sort of format where it feels really organic again. And I'm so stoked about that. I don't know if it's necessarily a takeaway, but it's what I'm the most excited about and grateful for now that we've hit 50. Yeah, that's great. To a certain extent, I kind of feel like that's similar to my takeaway is that it was a lot of hard work. Like I talked about like the discipline when you aren't motivated earlier, but that like just continuing to show up until it got natural. Like I think that was the takeaway was that you can get good at anything if you just decide to show up and keep working at it. And so are we good right now? Yes. Can we be better? Yeah. I can't wait to be better. Like I want to be, I want to go from good to great and I can't wait to continue to put down the work. The takeaway for me is show up, do the work and there will be a reward. And so I can't wait to see what the next 50 episodes, like what that means for us. I'm super excited. I mean, that brings us to like, what is next? And it is, it is more episodes. Oh, totally. We're in this for the long haul. And I look forward to more and more episodes. However, we are going to take a break. Yeah, we're going to take two weeks off. And so our next episode that's coming out will be 
Monday, October 30th. So we're going to have a few weeks for ourselves and then also just working on projects behind the scenes so that we can just be better for you when we show back up. Yeah. I mean, like we say, we're we love to podcast and this is such an amazing platform. We absolutely love it. But we are financial coaches first. And so we have a lot of things that we do in our business that are more than just the podcast. So we're going to take some time for that. We're also celebrating our seventh wedding anniversary. Yeah. And so we'll be taking some time to ourselves to enjoy that and to celebrate each other and our relationship and all that we've accomplished together. So we'll be back later this month. Not too long of a hiatus. Don't miss us too much. In the meantime, there are 49 other episodes for you to listen to and just binge over the next three weeks so you don't have to miss us at all. You can re-listen to your favorites. Let us know what your favorites are. We just gave you a handful of our favorites. Definitely go listen to those because they are very powerful episodes. Again, my favorites were episode 31 and 37. Dylan, what were yours? Mine were episodes 6 and 33. We'll, we'll link them in the show notes. Yeah, so definitely check those out. And until October 30th, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Dylan. And, and we're, we're Rad, Rad Coaches. Coaches.